0: Good morning, and welcome to the Leaders Brief by Egomong. Today, we will look into allegations of authoritarian attacks on any form of dissent in India as human rights watchdog Amnesty International shut operations in the country after its bank accounts were frozen. We will then explore the situation in the Caucasus as Armenia remains embroiled in a dangerous conflict with Azerbaijan over disputed territory and finally analyze the possibility of Japan's NTT taking full control of its wireless carrier business in a deal that could be worth $38 billion. Multiple illegalities have been undertaken by MNST and therefore MNST has no right to lecture anyone on propriety, especially when it faces investigations of its own improper actions. And, like I said before, Amnesty International is no different from any other organization in India and will, therefore, face the rule of law like any other organization." India's ruling, Bharatiya Janata Party's national spokesperson and Olympic medalist, Rajivardhan Rathore told a press conference. Amnesty International has said in a statement that it is halting work in India due to continuing crackdown and constant harassment by the government of right-wing populist leader, Narendra Modi. Who serving a second term as india's prime minister the human rights watchdogs bank accounts were frozen by the indian enforcement directorate on september 10th for financial discrepancies however amnesty has denied any wrongdoing the uk-based human rights organization has instead alleged that the government was blocking them out of bias for reportage on issues such as jammu and kashmir and protest against india's new citizenship law that was the sound of protesters mainly made up of Muslims gathered at the Indian capital New Delhi, earlier this year to protest against a new citizenship law viewed by many as anti-Muslim and against the country's spirit of secularism. Among the protesters who had gathered at Shaheen Bagh was 82-year-old Bilkis, whose name reached the Time magazine's recent list of the 100 most influential people. The right-wing Hindu nationalist BJP government's Citizenship Amendment Act made it easier for refugees to become citizens of India, provided they are not Muslim. But it wasn't long before the movement was mired with violence and a crackdown against protesters by the government. As the Covid pandemic forced India into the world's most extensive lockdown, several who participated in or supported the protests were jailed, confined without evidence and denied bail for months. The most famous among them became Safura Zargar, a Jamia Millia student who was kept at the Tihar jail, booked under the stringent Unlawful Activities Prevention Act and denied bail while she was three months pregnant. Protests against the CAA were not confined to Delhi's streets, but spread to universities with students voicing strong dissent, and all this eventually led to the Delhi riots. There were several incidents of police brutality on students as protests escalated. Amnesty was among several human rights groups that accused police of complicity in the Delhi riots, in which at least 50 people were killed, most of them being Muslims. However, the Indian Ministry of Home Affairs has clarified in a detailed statement, that the UK-based human rights organization has been denied approval for foreign contribution by successive governments since as per law it is not eligible to get such an approval. The MHA added in its statement, quote, The glossy statements about humanitarian work and speaking truth to power are a ploy to divert attention from activities which were in clear contravention to Indian laws. Moving on to the Caucasus region, Turkey recently extended full support to Azerbaijan as it continues to clash with neighboring Armenia over disputed territory. We will support our Azerbaijani brothers with all our means in the fight to protect their territorial integrity," Hulusi Akar, Turkey's defense minister, said in a statement, adding, "...the greatest obstacle to peace and stability in the Caucasus is Armenia's aggression, and it should give up this aggression which will throw the region into the fire." The two countries have been clashing since Sunday along Nagorno-Karabakh, a mostly mountainous region controlled by ethnic Armenian forces, leading to at least 20 people being killed and hundreds injured. The region's declaration of independence from Azerbaijan in the early 90s had led to a full-fledged war, claiming thousands of lives. The international community, however, continues to recognize the area as being a part of Azerbaijan. Since then, the area has remained volatile with occasional clashes along the Armenian border. Analysts believe that the latest Armenia-Azerbaijan conflict has created an opening in the South Caucasus for influence projection by Turkish President Erdogan, who wrote on Twitter, quote, While I call on Armenian people to take hold of their future against their leadership that is dragging them to catastrophe and those using it like puppets, we also call on the entire world to stand with Azerbaijan in their battle against invasion and cruelty. The situation and Turkey's possible role in it have raised global concerns about the possibility of Ankara trying to infiltrate anti-social elements in the region to increase influence and create a stronghold in the Caucasus. Moving on to the business world, Nikkei reports that the Japanese firm NTT is considering taking full control of its wireless carrier business, NTT Docomo, in a deal that could be worth approximately $38 billion. The move comes at a time when Japan's new Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga is trying to push the country's three biggest mobile carriers into cutting fees. The government is NTT's biggest shareholder with a 34% stake in the company. Founded in 1992, NTT Docomo is Japan's largest mobile carrier with 73 million subscribers. That is all for today. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into EgoMong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. EgoMong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomonk.com, that is insights.egomonk.com to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the